It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Time taking a look at the NRL first round and Stephen Gallagher from Sports Freak joins us. Uh, Mate, how did it feel starting the NRL season without your mighty Dragons playing? Uh, to be honest, Ricardo, it was fantastic. We're ninth on the table. It might be the highest we get all year. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that it might be the, uh, the the last two two points you get for a while. Oh uh, well, yeah. I think the hardest part is, mate, is that I have to wait till the very last game of round two to watch them play. It's 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 crazy that they've um, been scheduled to miss round one and play the very last game of round two, but. Um, we probably need all that time we can get to um, get all our players sitting ready on the field and hopefully um, beat the Gold Coast Titans next week. But um, round one, wasn't it brilliant? It was, mate. It was fantastic. Uh, it was a, a great round of footy and a lot of close games, a lot of upsets. Uh, and that's what you want to see, right? You, you don't want it to be predictable from, from day one. What was your, What was your favourite game of round one? I actually thought... Um, the, despite of you know the fact that it was you know a little bit rough and tumble and a bit um, unorthodox, I thought the Titans Tigers game was actually a pretty good game to round out the the first week of the NRL. You know, it's two teams that aren't exactly good at defence, but um, they both sort of worked a little bit harder in the off season. They played some really good footy, and it's just you know had that both sides had that typical round one rust, but I thought it was a really good game and. Uh, played really well. Both sides played, um, you know, some pretty exciting, pretty expansive footy. But it wasn't end to end like I kind of exported. You know, when I when you see Titans Tigers, you think, oh, the game's going to end forty to thirty or something like that. But it was, it was actually a, a really entertaining game. And um, uh, other than that, it was it was very good to be at the uh, Sky Stadium on Friday night watching the the Warriors take on the Newcastle Knights. It was good to be one of the seventeen thousand people there in attendance. Yeah, it was a, it was a good crowd because I'd heard from a couple of people in and around Wellington, who they said that they were going to be disappointed um, because they didn't think they were going to get more than 10 at Wellington, So, which had surprised me when they'd said it. So to, to see nearly 17 was great. Yeah, I, was, I, I mean, I was gunning for 20, it was, but um, I think by the time all the, the spectators ran onto the field, um, mm. by the time they sort of displaced all them, they were probably about down to about 17,000. So, um, no, it was, it was a very good crowd, though, and um, it was great to see uh, uh, Rugby League back in the capital. Fantastic indeed. Now, you mentioned the Tigers-Titans. i tell you what, if there was a team that did play this weekend like it was round one, that first five minutes from the Titans was it, right? Because, uh, yeah, they, they missed the dropout. Though, well, they put a dropout out on the full and then they conceded the penalty and they had to kick off and then they put the kick off out on the full and they were under the pump. I mean, they did well not to concede more than two points in that opening sort of 10, 12 minutes. Yeah, look, they, uh, it was definitely a comedy of errors for them to start off uh, the season, but I think testament to them is that, you know, years gone by, they would have just gone off the boil and lost the plot, but um, perhaps it's uh, the Kieran Foran factor, adding a little bit more experience in the halves and guiding uh, Tana Boy next to him just to, you know, get a little bit of uh, solidarity there. And, um, yeah, it was... I actually couldn't believe that they'd done that, you know, with the the dropout and then the kicking out on the phone. And I was just like, like, 
what are you doing? But, you know, props to them for, for hanging on, starting, you know, and then slowly fighting their way back. And before they're out, they were bloody carving them up through the middle. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was. It was uh, It was a bit of a surprise, um, to be honest. Uh, there was a, there's a few being tipping the Tigers. has been a bit of a smoky this year after the, the way they recruited. Did you see anything to suggest that they might be better than last year, the Tigers? Yeah, look, I, I, you know, I, yes. I mean, I don't think, and I'm, and this is, it probably isn't fair to say, but I'm not the biggest fan of Luke Brooks, and I think he it will be mutually uh, good for both parties to sort of part ways. I think, but I think the future there lies in uh, Adam Dwayne and uh, Dane Law, uh, Dane Laurie at the back, but also just they looked a little bit more fitter than years gone by. They looked a little bit more stronger on defense. Yep, they had a couple of lapses that led to a few tries, but other than that, I thought they kind of gelled a little bit better than what, what they have done in years gone by, and they're only going to get better too once John Bateman um, joins the squad as well, and um, look, Tigers fans, you're, you're gunning for ninth this year, which is better than last from 2022, that's for sure. Yep, well that is true, mate, that is true. Uh, what about the reigning premiers, the Panthers? They've now lost the club uh, World Club Challenge to uh, St Helens, the first time an English club has won in Australia uh, in that competition in 25 years. And then they've lost to the Broncos, who were an absolute train wreck at the end of last season. Um, how much are they missing um, Kaufusi, uh sorry, Upi Karasau and, um, and Kikau? Yeah, look, and that's that's the price you pay for success, right? And they they still have a very good... Spine and uh, Edwards, Luai, Cleary, um, Kenny slash Luke, and um, they've also got um, Isaiah Yao at 13. But yeah, you know, they they looked a little bit all sorts, really. Um, definitely not the same Penrith side that's come out. I and mean, then obviously they started the game on fire. They looked like liquid, you know. They were just flowing all over the field and everything like that. They looked fantastic. And then a little bit of um, resilience from the Broncos and they kind of, you know, they struggled a little bit and we saw glimpses of them not having the same success on that left edge as they had, you know, years gone by with the, the same edge of Kikau on the side and obviously May missing for the season two with an ACL injury is not going to help but um, there's definitely a target on the back of the Panthers and um, I just don't think they'll be the same side they have been the last two years but they will still be a very good side this year. Mm. Well, we should uh, uh, we should also uh, talk about the Bulldogs because you know Cameron Seraldo came in there. Phil Gould has been flashing the checkbook around, uh, and and you know if you look at that team uh, that the Bulldogs managed to put out, you expect more than losing thirty-one to six to Manly, don't you? Because I mean, you know, I mean Hayes Perham. Uh, solid at fullback. Um, you got Jake Avarillo, who we know around. Maybe the centres uh, look a bit light, but you got Josh Adokar on one wing. Uh, Matt Burton and Kyle Flanagan in the halves. Max King, Reed Marnie, Ryan Sutton, Kikau, Fautalamarana, uh, and Farmu Brown. Um, it's not the it's not the worst side. I mean, I think Phil Gould probably was expecting more than thirty one six loss to the Sea Eagles game one, wasn't he? Yeah, I think um, in any side where you, you play and, and Daily Cherry even somehow gets a hat-trick, you know it's not your day. Um, but I think the Bulldogs just lacked a little bit of cohesion. Um, they, You know, Reed Money played really well in the nine, but, I, you know, they just seemed to be a little bit missing between 
um, the nine, you know, getting the ball from Marnie and getting it in the hands of Burton and, and Flanagan. It just seemed a little bit, timing was just a little bit off. There's a couple of silly errors here. Obviously, uh, Viliami Kikel's, uh his kicking license will be um, absolutely torn to shreds after booting it out on the full, um, somehow ending up with it on fifth tackle. But um, I just, I just, you know, like the Tigers, they'll take time to, to get where they need to be. But I just, you know, I did expect more from them and I didn't expect Manly to play as well as they did. Yeah, well, well let's pick up on that then because uh, Manly did play well and we saw Tom Trebojevic back. Uh, now, there has been a bit of a war of words um, between Anthony Seabold and a couple of former Manly legends as well, uh, one of whom came out and said a couple of weeks before the season, if Tom Trebojevic injures his hamstring again, the club should just cut him. Um yeah, he's uh, be he'll be nursing that right throughout the season. Um, what did you make of Trebojevic's return uh, to the team? He, he did look probably a little short of a gallop, or is that just him maybe a little bit scared to really stretch? Yes, yeah, that's quite interesting, Ricardo, because he, he did actually have to learn to run again. His, his running mechanic is now completely different to what it was um, over the you know the span of his life, I suppose, because he's. His, the way he was um, turning in on his foot when he was running was the reason he was getting all these chronic hamstring injuries. So for him, it's all about just awareness, right? It's like having, you know, can you imagine trying to learn to run again? Um, must be a very weird feeling. And for him to sort of come out, get 80 minutes under his belt, that's just the confidence that he'll build up now. They've got the buyer this week, Manly, so he gets another week to work on that and build on that and I think, you know, we're in for another good year of Tom Trevojevic and, and hopefully he stays injury-free because when you see him play, you really get that genuine superstar vibe around him and he's just such a thrill to watch. Even if you're a neutral fan, you just really want to see him get through the year unscathed and play some really solid, fantastic football for Manly. Now, you did mention uh, Daly Cherry Evans. Uh, he obviously has a different halves partner this season because Kieran Foran has moved on to the Titans and Schuster was going to be that man in the six, but he got injured pre-season. So uh, he's got uh, a bloke with the surname of Johns. So they tend to go all right, don't they? Yeah, look, if you've got um, if you've got the, the Johns name on the back of your jersey, um, it comes with a lot of pressure, but I thought the way that... Cooper handed himself uh, in the preseason cup and uh, again on on the weekend for his club debut for Manly in the NRL, I thought he played really composed. Um, we've seen him obviously come through the the Melbourne structure and he's been able to fill in when the likes of uh, Hughes or Munster have gone down and you think he's played about a handful of games for for Melbourne over the last two years. But I I think he might end up he could be the long term answer for six. I know that they've sort of gone all in on Schuster and. He's shed 12 kilos, and and he's you know you'd think someone who's lost all that weight wouldn't wouldn't be getting soft uh, tissue injuries like calf muscles and and everything like that leading into the season. But um, it could be a, a bad way for Schuster to lose his jersey by being injured and missing it. And if if you know Manly keep winning the next two or three games and and Cooper and uh, Cooper Johns and Bailey Cherry Evans are playing well together, then it's you know. I think we might have to look at having Schuster in the 13 or Schuster coming off the bench. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, and maybe uh, Manly, do they become that smoky? That, I, I mean, I don't think too many people were seriously talking about them as a top four option this season, were they? 
No, and I think like everything just comes down to Tom Travoyevich, doesn't it? And that's people go, well, if Tom's fit, Manly are a top four chance. But even last year when they sort of fell off the boil at the end of the season, they weren't that far off the top six at that stage. And Tom Travoyevich already been missing half the season. But I don't think people realise that Manly would sort of come out and blitz uh, the Bulldogs the way that they did. And a 31 to six win at home to start the season, then you get rolled into a bye. It's not bad on the on the northern beaches, that's for sure. No, it's all right, mate. Uh, and the Cowboys Saturday night, they got up to 18 uh, nil ahead of the Raiders before the Raiders pulled it back to 18 all. What did you make of the Cowboys? They got the win by a point in the end. Uh, what have you made of the Cowboys start to the season? Yeah, I have. Um, I, I one player I've got a lot of high hopes on, and I'm going to go out and call it now that he's going to win the Dally Medal is uh, uh, Scott Drinkwater. Um, I think he's a fantastic player. Uh, he finished fourth or fifth in the Dallium last year and he missed about the first six or seven games of the season. So the way he adds um, a lot of flair and ball playing out the back is fantastic for them. Um, you saw that on the weekend when you, when you got a couple of tries as well. Look, they they started off really well. And then it, the typical Raiders, they sort of just made their way back into it and before you know it, it was 18 all, and then of course Shed uh, Townsend has to step up and kick the field goal to win the game. But I thought um, the Cowboys, you know, they like last year everything went their way, everything, you know, from turning up and, and getting wins to that, you know, that infamous Tigers win where they stole it on the on the buzzer. But I just I'd like to see them compete in those really, you know beat those teams that they should beat by plenty of points and, and stick in with those, those big teams like the Panthers and stuff this year. Obviously not an ideal start, but they got the win. That's all that matters, and they'll roll into next week with a little bit more confidence. Yeah, they will. Uh, let's, uh, before we let you go, talk a bit more about your Dragons because we haven't really looked at the Dragons in this preseason. I see Jack DeBellin's been ruled out for match one. Um, so there's a bloke coming in to make his debut who honestly... His name describes my sporting career, uh, Toby Couchman, because um, I'm a great Couchman, <laughs> it's got to be said, Stephen. Um, what do you know about this kid, and, and what is wrong with the Dragons? Look, um, Toby Couchman is a really uh, interesting young fella. Um, he's, From what I understand, he's, he's played a, a little bit of New South Wales Cup. Um, he's coming through the ranks. He's, a, he's only a young fella. Um, other than the fact that he'll probably just come on the bench, he might play about 20 minutes in that sort of loose forward or uh, edge or middle role. He does have high high wraps on him though, but when you're 19 and you have to come in and you know try to turn the fortunes of um, of the club around who are, aren't looking that great and everyone's tipping them for the wooden spoon, uh, can uh, provide a lot of pressure, but. Um, the Dragons obviously didn't do themselves any favours when they were um, taking on the Rabbitohs and the Charity Shield and um, Zane Musgrove and uh, Michaeli Ravalawa were having a heated uh, disagreement at 6 in the morning after getting thumped by 20 points. Uh, that doesn't uh, bode well either for fans. Um, look, if you've got Ben Hunt on your side, you're probably going to be competitive. And considering, well, the way I looked at last season is that Ben Hunt was probably the only player that played up to 80% of his potential, and they still finished 10th. So if they get Tyrell Sloan to have a bit of confidence, which he's got none of at the moment, um, you know, if Jack Bird plays half-decent this year, if they get um, Jacob Little firing an injury-free out of the the hooker role, if they get um, 
Zach Lomax kicking goals and having a bit more fun and, and picking the moments of when to flick pass and when to not. I think they might go all right, but I just, they look like a club that is just waiting for the coach to be sacked. Yeah, well, that was going to be my next question, is how long has Griffin got, do you think? How many games? And this is, like, who would be a coach, right? But I would I would give him 10. I'd give him 10 games, right? That get, many? That gets you through to week, week 11 of the season. They've got a pretty soft draw to start the season. They've got uh, the Titans this week. I think they play the Tigers in a couple of weeks. They've got the Warriors in a couple of weeks as well. So all going well, they could start the season as they like to with a few wins under their belt and all of the the, the fellow Dragons fans are booking uh, tickets to the grand final. But I just, 10, 10's enough. And if they, don't, if they don't go five and five, I might say that Hook's probably going to be looking for a job elsewhere. Yeah, all right. Well, it'll be interesting. Uh, Stephen, thanks very much for coming on, mate. I, I hope uh, uh, you keep up the good work at Sports Freak, mate. And uh, we can talk to you each week uh, here on SCNZ as we review every round of the NRL. Look, any chance to chat footy, I'm there. Love it, Ricardo. Thank you very much, mate. No worries, mate. Go well. Uh, Stephen Gallagher there from sportsfreak.co.nz.